0: Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined with
1: a guest out of Missouri, Chris Finney. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I'm really happy to be here with you and looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, so uh, happy to uh, have you on and learn more about your firm and have uh, the audience learn about what you've done, accomplished, and, and what you recommend. And so we're going to get in some of those questions here in just a few minutes. Obviously, first, I'd love to just to find out more about you and get the audience to learn about who you are, where you're located, what you focus on, and I think most importantly is, you know, what's your story? Why are you at where you're at now and what was that journey like for you?
1: Sure. Well, so i um, located in St. Louis practice pr- primarily on the Eastern half of Missouri. There's various counties that I practice in. We now, we recently hired a third lawyer. So there's three of us, four support staff, and we're, we're mostly a trial-based plaintiff's practice for myself. I'm, I'm born and raised here. Uh, my wife is from here. I've got five children here and pretty committed to the area. And to the trial practice, as I think if you know, most of the plaintiff lawyers that you probably talked to found their way into the practice and, and are really kind of grown to be committed to it. My commitment to it has grown over the last 10, 12 years, maybe 15 years, coming up on 15 years, maybe where I was a prosecutor for a couple of years in the city of St. Louis, which, if anybody looks that up, is having some, some troubles with their prosecutor. And then uh, I left that job because I was offered a job, what I thought was like a dream job to do not the, the work, but the pay uh, as an insurance defense person, uh, lawyer, they um, doubled my pay and stuff like that for what I was doing. And when you have student loans, you got to make those decisions. You want to have kids, stuff like <laughs> that. Really excited. I only lasted there. Like uh, at technically it was like six months. It was really more, more like two months, but I, I left that. And my dad had been in the injury practice for a long time as a solo working on a couple of cases a, at a time. And I asked if I could go to his office and he said, well, you can go in the basement and you can be there for a little bit. And so uh, I went there, things went pretty well from a couple of referrals of, of people I had met along the way. And then after that, I went out on my own and here we are, you know, here you are. Yeah.
0: Actually. Yeah. And
1: so yeah, you're true trial attorneys. That's what yes. You're on. Yeah. yeah. So we I'll be 40 at the towards the end of this year, and we, I have 30 jury trials right now. We shoot for, well, I was just talking to one of our associates about this. I'd like us to have about five to seven total per year for the firm. I think that's a good number um, now that we have a, a couple more people to handle the heavy lifting. Before I tried with one year, I tried seven, I think, and I got really sick at the end of the year with the flu. And it was just, my wife was like, you can't do this, this type of stuff. Not to mention, I lost those last two at the end of the year and we were just beat. So mm-hmm. kind of had to reevaluate a little more balance and but with the focus on the trial work, because sure. I think that's the best way to have that kind of reputation to get the best result for the clients.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of firms uh, just want to settle and, and don't do the trial work. Most of them don't have the ability to do the trial work, right? Yeah. So they don't they don't have that infrastructure in place.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that we wanted to focus on was to be. We try to focus on being agile enough, like that we're not that we can jump in with other people if they call, say, "Hey, I've got a trial in two months, or can you mm-hmm. co counsel this with us?" And so that we're ready to be to jump into that, where we're not bogged down with a big overhead that we got to churn a bunch of files. It, I like that agility that we can kind of be ready when the call comes in.
0: Excellent. So, so kind of like going. Let's focus on your firm itself and, and kind of where you're going, but to get these, are they all referrals? Is, is You got some marketing that's been effective for you. Sure. What What's really been your success there to generate these
1: new cases? It, you know, uh, when I started out in my dad's basement, I was trying to figure out, okay, you know, I, I got to, you know, get some business in here because, you know, it's kind of an eat what you kill situation um, mm-hmm. when it comes to injury practice. So I was like, I need to figure a way out and I tried a variety of different tactics approaches. One of them was um, I had been approached by a guy who said, Hey, I, this urban radio is a, is a really good, you know, you guys have a population of African Americans over a certain number. We believe that's a good percentage for, for marketing on this station. Cause it's the only station in town. And, and I did that and um, tried that for a little while and it just wasn't that great. The leads were not the best, but I did get one lead out of that. Uh, which was uh, a Somalian immigrant uh, who was a great guy. That one case turned into many others throughout that community. So kind of at that point, I realized maybe my game isn't that mass marketing. It's more, a little more directed uh, word of mouth referral marketing. And that's a lot of that's reputation based. So then uh, started to build up more of the, the Ben glass approach with the newsletters. And I know that's a a little bit more old school and, in maybe not as cost effective as most. Cause that's a, you know, that's a print. We send it out in print every month. And, and I write the column actually, the, the lead column is, was due. I think it was due yesterday, but I'm going to be a little late getting it in, but it has an air of authenticity to it. Right. Cause it's not, it's written by me. It's directly yeah. what we're dealing with. It goes out uh, every month and it is something people have to, you know, you got to touch it. You got to hold it. You got to see it. You got to open it and it's coming every month. And so, I think that has been one of the key drivers to building up our business in addition to, because, well, along with hitting your current and former clients, because you know, that raving ba- fan base that Ben glass talks about, like if they, I mean, I've had a guy who we got a great result at trial for really good result. I mean, there was a crash outside his shop. He ran out there, got the people brought him into his, his office, and called me from this like <laughs> 10 minutes after the crash, before the police had even gotten there saying, wow. you, need this, you need this guy. So that's the type of service we're trying to, to give because that if somebody has that much trust in you, that's yep. very powerful, it's very powerful. And it has to be earned, right? You can't buy that with the Google ad words or things like that. So, and so it's a lot of word of mouth, a lot of former clients, referral partners who don't practice injury work. We do have some injury work referrals uh, when it gets closer to trial, but not a ton. And then the other thing we do—I mean, folds—we do dabble a little bit in Google AdWords, but have had not the best with that because what would happen is our budget would get blown in the first yeah. six days, and our—and we couldn't really keep up with <laughs> the big, the big dogs. Yeah, the competitors yeah. are throwing a lot of money in that space, so we're always tinkering, as I'm sure everybody is about. know how we're going to obtain clients how we're going to keep them but as the years have gone on on, now that i'm in injury work 10 years in you the referrals in the last two years from former clients are really starting to turn over you can see the uptick and i'm interested we're we're collecting all that data right now our marketing lady is and i'm curious to see you know when we line up those numbers over the last five years how it's going
0: no that's great you got to collect the data and yeah, building up those that, and over time, it's, it takes work. It takes time. It takes yeah. good good work and good outcomes and that stuff is going to build up. And Ben Glass is great. Ben Glass is actually just on the show recently yeah. with us. And we're actually, interestingly enough, we're digital marketing and we do SEO and online stuff. And we yeah. do some Google ads, but um, they all have a place, right? And yes. I have feelings about each thing. SEO is my number one, yeah. but it, that's content. So if you're writing, you're putting stuff out yeah. there, that's what... You know, SEO can kind of do, but we're about to do a, a printed newsletter ourselves for the managing partners. Oh, nice newsletter, a printed version. So, yeah. not a lot of people are doing that anymore, right? <laughs> so, even though we're digital marketing, everything in marketing, whether it's TV, radio, it has a place and
1: it can work for certain things at certain times. And it you gotta has to try it place. on, right? You got everybody's yeah. got to try something on and see if it fits. And if it doesn't fit, then you move to the next one. But sure, I right. like that print stuff. I mean, because we also like, if we get a verdict, we do a postcard, right. And you send out the postcard and it's a summary. And I think, you know, you, you know this better than me, but it's digestible. It's not thousands of words. It's it's, <laughs> but it's enough to get people's attention so that they'll read it and they can read it in two, three minutes while they're having their coffee or whatever. And then they have kind of piqued their curiosity and kind of engaged them. And I think that's the sweet spot of trying to keep them engaged on it.
0: No, hundred percent. Right. And then it's just like, if you have a website page, it's like, a mile long, but you put a video on top of it that just explains it in thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm more I'm more likely to click on the video and just get it out of the way. So yeah, yeah. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at arraylaw.com, or call us at any time seven five seven. 3-3021. Well, cool. Right, moving on. Let's let's talk about. So you, you've been in this over ten years. You said
1: you're you're bringing on another attorney right now. Yeah, we just onboarded him. Actually, he's out today. His wife's having a baby this morning. So it's one thing about our office. Everybody's got a lot of kids. So my <laughs> my other uh, I got two,
0: not five. You got, I got two. two.
1: Well, <laughs> my other associate has uh, five as well. So we've got we've got a lot of kids rolling around, so we know how it works, but yeah, bringing on a, a new guy who came from a very large advertising firm that just wasn't the right fit for him and was looking more to get more trial experience and to get more uh, hands-on with the clients and things like that, that he really wanted to explore. So we could offer that for him and uh, hopefully it works out, but yeah, that's where we're Excellent.
0: at. So that's kind of my next question is uh growth plans. You know, what does that look like for you, for everyone listening? Like what, Yeah. How do you plan for that? And then kind of what is what's the next couple of years look like for you?
1: What are you trying to accomplish? So in terms of growth, this is like, it's, it's very timely, right? And why I think everybody's in some, whether they're growing or dying. I mean, I I think I heard a a football coach say one time, if you're coasting, you're going downhill. So you kind of have to be moving forward for us. We're looking now to uh, get more into standardizing our office and our procedures internally to then stabilize that base. So then we can grow at at a more healthy rate rather than just adding people. And I started to realize the last two or three hires before that, you know, it's four or five people, everybody can kind of know what everybody's doing. And, you know, Hey, what I asked that person to do, what they asked me to do (laughs) once, as you probably know, once you get to, you know, eight, nine, 10, if you're keeping track of all that, you're not doing any work. So we had to get some processes in place that we're working on so that we can grow. The other issue. And I think, you know, is we like to be in office, right? I like to have people in office. It doesn't mean people can't work from home, but it's preferred to be in office because there's just a, a, an environmental impact, right. That people, I think culturally it helps. And the problem is we grew quicker than we thought we're, we're maxed out an office space. So you have, growth on office space, which everybody says, Oh, the office market's going to cater. I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen. The square foot prices aren't happening to going down like they say. So we'll see, but we'll probably look to add uh, a decent amount of more square footage when we move within the next year. And then maybe add, you know, a decent office manager to keep th- things on track. Cause right now we use a lot of vendors, like most small businesses. We have a lot of vendors, bookkeeping vendors, marketing vendors, things like that. So somebody to keep track of all that, manage that. And hopefully maybe add a lawyer or two. I, I'd like to keep us under 15 people total and then kind of, you know, hopefully have higher value cases, maybe fewer in, in our numbers, but higher value and then develop some referral partners for, you know, I don't want to say lower end cases, but lower price point cases that maybe we can still maintain a, a fee share on it but maybe can take that time we'd normally put on that and put it into another file and maximize that recovery. So that's.
0: Oh, that's you know, a really good plan. I like that a lot. Um, roundabout yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. You small and nimble, but efficient and profitable. Yes. Focus on the best cases, you know, that you can, you know, yep. your skill that you have, and then you can still benefit from the ones that come through that maybe just are not fit. And, you yeah. know, all the time I get, I got a you know, I call yesterday. where we just, I knew we weren't a fit immediately and you know, I have a referral partner and yes, I said, Hey, we're not a fit. I can tell them quickly and let them know and then say, but I got someone I can take care of you. Yeah. And they go, thank you so much. And they appreciate it. And then, you know, maybe they well,
1: come uh, and, you know, and then that's the, client later. the, and that what you bring up the, the great point that goes across all businesses is, but that I see go across all businesses is a reluctance to say that, to take that step and say, we're not a good fit. And yeah. I made the mistake recently where um, an attorney referred me a case it was a decent injury case, but the liability was very rough and it was tough. Mm. And I took the case because it was referred. And, um, you know, the, the other guy, the, the plaintiff lived near me. I kind of knew him socially, uh, in a roundabout way, took the case. We got the witness statement. It was not good. It, our guy had some significant fault issues and rather than us trying, you know, quickly making that decision kind of let it hang around and, and right. And it didn't hang around too long. He still has plenty of time doing thing, but he was upset with us for not getting him information sooner in a more efficient way. And candidly, I don't blame him. Yeah. He's right. We should be better at that. And so it's a evolutionary process of really trying to get there each time learning, Hey, this, is if we're not hundred percent behind this file, we should not be taking it. It's just, it's a recipe uh, yeah. for disaster. And you're just, and I think it's a really
0: hard, it's a really hard thing to do. Very, very. So, uh, I made plenty of those mistakes in the past. And then now I'm kind of at a point where, okay, I get it. And I, I just have, I got a, a referral as to a law firm out in California. And I had a great conversation with them and, yeah. and, but they needed a logo designed and they wanted a website and management and all that stuff. And they wanted content, but they wanted like white papers because they're like a really niche, like yeah. B2B firm. Okay. And we don't only do SEO content, and so we don't write just to write expert articles and so like that. So, so I kind of sat on it for a little while and was like trying to figure out, okay, we can we can do a logo, and we have design people. <laughs> and, yeah.
1: What and, vendors can I pull in to make this work? Like I, I got contacts. And,
0: <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. And so I reached out to the the gentleman yesterday and said, hey, we had a call, and it was five. Wait, I had an hour block call with him. It was a five minute call. Yeah. I was like, hey, logo is just that's not what we do. Like we have the capabilities, but it's just. It opens up a can of worms. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We can't. Others are
1: better at it. Yeah,
0: I said, and the and the copy, it's not the kind of copy that we write. We write copy that gets you organic traffic and found online, and that's it. And that's the only reason we exist. But if you need a website that looks amazing and it operates and we can manage it for you, one hundred percent. He said, "Thank you so much for being candid and and straightforward." Give me a proposal for the website and let's move forward yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, i mean it's like you
0: want to you want to please everybody and i'm just that kind of person
1: yeah and i think people are naturally like that and and, uh, you can see that even in our trial practice where you know jurors are naturally like that they don't want to say anything negative about your they're just people are brought up to be genuinely polite to people if you don't know them that well and very few are going to be aggressively hostile right off the bat so it's like that across all human nature. It's like, Hey, the first default is try to be nice. They're going to try to be nice. And uh, it can get us, you know, into situations where we've got cases we don't want or clients that just we, our expectations don't match.
0: Yeah, no. So yeah, that's a hard thing to do. And uh, it's gotten a lot easier over the years and then firing clients too, is something that I could never do that happens more often now, (laughs) but it's just, you know, it's not a fit. It's not working out. It's hard to like, you just you just grind through it and be like, this is terrible. And, yeah. and now it's like, Hey, I don't think it's the best fit. No problem. Let's figure out a different way to go.
1: And, and that's, uh, that's like a it's, hard thing to do. It is. But like they say, and it is, uh, what my dad always used to say is you make more money on the clients and cases you don't take because <laughs> you know, the, you take these bad ones and you're, they're just time sucks. No one's happy at the end. You're wrapped into some crazy you're break even at best. Yeah. And you're yeah. just trying to get out of it. So
0: Awesome. Well, good, good stuff. Good conversation on that. I appreciate that. Hey, real quick. I want to make sure I didn't forget. I want to do this earlier on, but if you're tuning in right now, watching, you can check Chris's firm out. It's FinneyInjuryLaw.com. If you're listening on audio, if you're in your car, it's Finney's F-I-N-N-E-Y InjuryLaw.com. Check him out. uh, Check out his website, see what he's all about. Hopefully you can connect with him. Maybe there's a referral partner opportunity for any attorneys listening. So go check that out, and I'll I'll bring that back up again here in just a bit. So appreciate with the with the growth goals you have. Let's do a couple of like lightning round questions, sure. and give me some short answers if you will, and we'll go through a couple. But what's uh what's maybe like a, a struggle? Biggest struggle from now, from when you started to, to now, what was kind of like a, a biggest struggle for
1: you? So uh, it's, and it's, the biggest struggle right now for me is, you know, the debate between meetings and having meetings and not having meetings. Uh, and I know that may sound small, but it's, you know, how are we going to structure them? How are we going to run them internally? And we're, we're actively working on it. And it's like, well, how does that make you money? Well, it saves a lot of time. If you can, uh, you know, I know people are on both sides of the fence. We're not having meetings. We're having meetings. You have meetings all the time. You have five-minute meetings. You have hour meetings. I, I Hell, I don't know, man. We're trying to figure out how it works. So that is the number one struggle for us is how meetings. How are we going to do that?
0: You know, what it sounds like to me is a uh, process. You can put a yes. process together for that. Yep. And we're in the middle of process, like craziness right now. So yeah. we're doing the same thing. And then if when, when something goes off track, we're like, Hey, wait no, there's, there's no process for this. Yeah. Let's make a document. And then we start to follow it and say, Hey, we're, we're going over like, or should we even have this meeting? Right. Yeah. That's all. Right. That was, that's great. I didn't expect that answer. That's good. <laughs> what would be, so we got to see if we have a young attorney listening right now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, I'm going to start my own firm, or maybe they're just coming out of law school and they know they want to own their own firm. Maybe they're just stuck at another firm and they don't want to be there. And they're going to start their own firm. What's kind of a, a tip you would give them to say, if you're going to do this, here's what I would do.
1: So whenever I talk to these people, I hear in their voice, like a lot of trepidation. They want a lot of certainty. They want a lot of answers of if I do this, if I do that, what about this? What about that? And you know, that's kind of the paralysis by analysis. And so the, it's may sound like a small tip, but it's a tip is get your LLC set up and open your bank accounts. Once you do that, you can do anything like you can do anything. You get your business account set up and you get your, your IOLTA account set up with an LLC. You're that like resolves. So the groundwork is laid. You can get moving. You don't have to tell anybody that you did it. You can just have it. It's real. It's, it's real. And, Now checks or whatever can be made out to you into that, you know, into that business. And you're, you can sign a lease in that business name. You can do whatever you need to do if you get that done. So it would be get your accounts opened and get your LLC. It doesn't, it's sounds daunting. Find a buddy you went to law school with, say, Hey man, I need some LLC papers. Can you do them for them? Boom. Takes them 10 minutes. And then, Hey, do you have a bank recommendation? Call the bank. Here's what I need. That takes another 30 minutes and you're set.
0: No, I, I love that. So it's take the first step. Just, yeah, you got to move with, it. And with that, you know, you've had to pay a very little bit of money. The LLC yeah. is cheap. Yes. Um, but yeah, you, you have something real in, in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip. I like that. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing with anything. People just don't start. You're not like podcasting. I guess so many people like, they're like, I've been wanting to podcast like for years. And then just, I give like a little course, actually, uh, a talk on starting a podcast. And the yeah. number one thing, the biggest takeaway is, just get started and record on your phone. Like don't yeah. even don't buy a mic and all this other stuff. It, it just record something. Yep. You're going to sound like crap and you're not going to like your voice. And eventually that goes away and you're rolling. And, you
1: got to like you just got to get the momentum going. It's the same thing. Like, and you'll hear, Oh, I need a business plan for my practice. Not really. You just need to open it and like it yeah. will, and then go from there.
0: Yeah. Or like you need the awesome office and all these other things like that'll come like, yeah. Especially these you days, know. you don't need that. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Appreciate that. Favorite book. Is there any book, business related, law firm management, anything like that, that you've been like, you know what, that's a helpful
1: book. It just helped me get, get things going. Yeah, there's a couple, I would read the, if, so like there's a couple, there's a the business side and then there's like the inspirational side. If you're, if it's inspirational, you read uh, On Becoming a Trial Lawyer by Rick Friedman and kind of see what what that is about and really anything by Jerry Spence. And then on the business side, we've been doing a lot of reading around here in is Fireproof. Yeah, which is a book by uh, John uh, Nakazel and Michael Morse. And they have a Michael has a firm in Detroit. So we've been reading a lot about Fireproof and that's an internal thing. So those two, I guess, would be the biggest I would recommend. And if you don't want to buy any books or anything, just watch some YouTube talks of Rick Friedman and you'll you'll get the gist.
0: Nice. okay, well, appreciate it. So everyone listening in. Rick Friedman, uh, and then the book fireproof
1: and the, who was the author of that? That's, uh, Michael Morse and John knock Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right, that one's on here. Amazon. Yeah. That one's easy to get fire uh, on becoming a trial lawyer might be a little bit more difficult to get, but if you're looking for a little inspiration on where you're headed, it, it's, it's worth the read. And I did leave this out, but for tips, an easy other way to, to get things rolling for a young attorney is LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a little bit more undersold. I know you guys are are big on I LinkedIn. I think we connected well. on there, and that's how you're on the yes. show. <laughs> and I I think it, you know, LinkedIn has a different flavor to it than Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. Not that those aren't helpful, but it does provide a different avenue, different audience that you can reach. And I kind of like it because you know it's pretty straightforward. You know, there's no hiding in that one.
0: So and it's business; it's straightforward. You can be yourself. It's yes, you know. And it's all, profe- you know, mostly professionals Very professional. of fans yeah. and stuff, but yeah, but it's, it's been LinkedIn's huge for us. Yeah. So awesome. Great tips. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and one last question is, is there any like uh, associations or business groups or masterminds or anything like that that you associate with that's been helpful?
1: So I would say for me, for, for my personal development and practice, um, it's probably been a group called trial by human. And that's, yeah, that's uh, run by uh, Nick and Courtney Rowley. Now it's plaintiff only. So you have to like qualify for it, but that what they do, they have a great listserv, a couple others like trial school. And then if you're a low, you know, every state has their own trial lawyer organization. That is, you you should just get on. And those will help with not only personal, but uh, professional development and where you want to go. So, you know, those two, and then the, your state TLA.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Great tips. Great tips. Yeah. For me, uh, I was actually just at an event last night. We we had Inc. 5000 last year. So we're part of a group called Entrepreneurs Organization, which is nothing to do with attorneys. It's just entrepreneurs, obviously. Uh, but it gives you a place. Another good group i just throw out there. Most areas have it. I'm sure St. Louis definitely has a, a chapter. But if you're just an entrepreneur and you, you want to hang out with other entrepreneurs and have private conversations about growing a business and the struggles of that, it's a great place to have, because if you go home and your family's not in business owners or your friends aren't business owners, it gives you that outlet to be like, Hey, I got this problem and I don't know what to do. So, Mm -hmm. so that'd be my, my tip is uh, check out entrepreneurs organization, or we call it EO. Um, And there's a lot of other groups like that out there, but just, just a great place to, to spend some time and and get some information. So, well, cool. Chris, thanks so much for uh, joining me today and, and sharing your tips. Excited about your growth, you know, bringing on an attorney. I love your growth plans and you kind of have like a a sweet spot you want to be in. And uh, I think that's good to have that mapped out, at least if it's, you know, maybe not all every step along the way, which I think is almost impossible to do anyway, but you kind of have like a a vision there, which is great.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me on. I really appreciate what you're doing kind of in the format and approaching this. I think you guys have something really nice set up. And it makes it, it's it's great. So I uh, appreciate the avenue and guys like you putting this type of content out.
0: Hey, absolutely. We're, you know, we're trying to produce good content that can help the, uh, help attorneys and help them grow their business. For me, I'm a business owner and, and just love business side of things. And and I, I view law firms the same way. It's their businesses and uh, they can be run well. They can be run. You have a good life. Your employees have a good life and, and your families too. So absolutely if we can help do anything to help that that's what we're here for so you can connect with chris on his website it's below finney injury law.com chris is there any other way sounds like linkedin would be a good place to to reach out so if you look for chris finney you can probably find him in st louis and connect with him
1: yep is there any other way that you prefer they can call me my cell phone's 314-707-5167 and email is chris at com.
0: excellent awesome well appreciate that so chris stay on with me for a second we'll We'll uh, be backstage for a second after this recording. For everyone, for this show, and Chris, thanks for saying good things about it. We have, I think, almost 250 published episodes. So if you go to thisisarray.com slash podcast, you can sort by state. You can sort by like personal injury or any other practice area. So you can find people like Chris, but maybe maybe you're a family law if you're listening. Uh, so you can find other leaders and family law practices in your state or other states and try to pick up some golden nuggets. Like what have they done? How have they grown? Um, have they niched in something? what you know? So there's lots of information you can pick up. And so our website is sortable by that. You can also go on any platform, podcast platform, YouTube, LinkedIn. We go live LinkedIn uh, every Thursday. Uh, and then we have the newsletter that goes out. So you can sign up for that, too, at the bottom of this page. So it's... This is ray.com slash podcast. There's a the managing partners newsletter where we'll feature like Chris here coming up, probably pull out some tips and his episode will be live in there, and then we'll share some other marketing things that, that we have knowledge into. So and if you need help with anything, have any questions about marketing, SEO content for law firms, that's what we do. Please reach out to me. You can go to this thisisray.com or LinkedIn. I'm always on there. Kevin Daisy, and you can find there and connect with me. So Chris, thanks again. Thank you. Happy Friday. I know it's probably not Friday when people are watching this. It's Thursday probably, but uh, or any other day of the week. But uh, enjoy your day, and we'll see you soon. See you everyone. We've been recording this podcast free of charge for years. Hopefully, you're getting amazing value out of it. We don't ask for much, but would you do us one favor? Would you tell just one person about this podcast? If you get any value whatsoever... All we ask, and we'd greatly appreciate it, is share the podcast with one person just like you.